give him a couple more minutes. Let's see. Sukkis. Sukkis. Well, first of all, Sukkis is gemakia in 91. And I live at 91 Rashi, so <laughs> that's already a good sign. It's the right place. Oh, it's already a good no, sign. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's 91. Sukkis yeah. gemakia in 91. And I, of course, live at 91 Rashi, so. Tailor me. That's not why I moved there, but. Uh, um, <laughs> Sukkis has a tremendous penis. What was the penis of Sukkis really? You know? Most people do not know what Sukkis is. So the, the fundamental idea to remember, if you really want, you have to always, you always have to begin from what's given. And then we can go to what's Chiddush. You know? What is given is that there is an agreement between the Jewish people and the Rabbanishtah. I just want the Sukkis. Why is there a holiday of Sukkah? And we know what the Chazal say, because, you know, uh, either the Anonim, the clouds that covered Kali Israel, or they built huts in the Midbar, in the desert, you know? Um, but that itself, like, you know, so why should that create a holiday, you know? Uh, so the main idea is to remember in Sukkah is that there is an agreement between the Rabbani Shemayim and Klai Israel. Very important. And that started with Avram Avinu by the Brisbane Absalom. That was really what happened. <clears throat> There's an agreement, right? What is that agreement? Is that Klai Israel, is that somebody has to do the Tikkun of the Bria to rectify creation. What is that? Somebody has to bring God back into creation. Now, he's always here, except he's not seen. So somebody has to make him visible, right? Now, the one who does that, obviously, is the Mashiach. That's the whole concept of Messianic era, where God again becomes visible. And not literally, but, you know, figuratively, right? Fine. But somebody has to, in order to do that, you have to have what's called a tikkun. A tikkun means that you have to rectify creation from a state in which the version is concealed to a state that he is revealed. That's tikkun. It's repair. Restoration, rectification, and so on. Okay. Uh, the Russian really made that agreement with other Mauritian. That's why he was called the Israel, not a Jew. Because the original job of Tikkun was not Jewish. It didn't do with Judaism. The Russian gave it to mankind, which makes sense. Right? Why create ma mankind if, they, if their whole meaning is, if it has no meaning? So originally, that's why Odom is called the Israel. Not a Jew. Mm -hmm. Mankind had that job for 2,000 years. Where is he called that? What was that? Where is he called that? Who? Adam is called Israel. Ah, because it says, because in the, the, the first, second Rashi it says that the Bosham said, if you scroll receives the Torah, good. If not, I will wipe out the world. Mm -hmm. Right? Or, you know, uh -huh. it says, Rashi brings up the Shuri Israel. Right? Racious, because it's voracious. So Rashi says, racious is Israel. And therefore, if Yisrael accepts the Torah, good. If not, not. Right? I'll wipe it out, right? So, what do you mean, Yisrael? The Jews came along. Avraham Avinu was, was 52 years old when the world turned 2000. That means the world had known Yisrael for 2000 years? That makes sense. So, the truth is that Yisrael is anybody who can be massacring the Bria. How? By his acts. If he does acts, then he brings God closer. If he does a virus, then he's Israel. Then he pushes him out, so to speak, right? So Adam Rishon was Israel, but he was not Jewish. His original job, because
because the original job was not. Because the original job was all mankind to do the job. He failed, obviously. And the Russian allowed mankind another 2,000 years to do it. They failed. Noyach, they failed, destroyed the world, and then the Dor Hamidbo, the they also failed. So after that, he decided to do it to renegotiate, so on and so forth, a contract with Avram Avino. He was the only one doing the will of the Vajnav. That's the Bispin of Psalm. That's now on. The job of Tikkun is a Jewish job. The Jews took over the job of Tikkun. And he took it away from mankind. It came down to this family, to this one family. Yeah. So the agreement went with Avram Avinu. It's a very important concept that it used to be with everybody. And now, uh, and there's a lot more to talk about. So I'm just trying to get the surface and so Fine. So that's the agreement with the Jewish. So the Jew, so the Tikkun now became a Jewish enterprise. Yeah, and we've been doing it for the last 4,000 years. The problem was, right, the problem was is that, uh, so finally the Jews went to Egypt without getting into that, Atura, and then the Jews did the Chetu Egel. And the Chetu Egel destroyed the contract because the Jews were en masse, whatever. Everybody was held guilty in whatever form they did. Some people worshipped the calf, other people allowed them to worship. Without getting into what the chet was, but obviously it was a national sin. So Bonsham said, you guys broke my contract, and therefore it's over. And then Moshe Rabbeinu went to Shemayim to beg God not to kill the Jews. Right? Moshe Rabbeinu said, leave me alone and I will follow yourself. I will destroy them. Well, how you destroy them? You can't destroy them. You, you know, they are, because they violated the contract, and the Russian said, uh, no. Uh, there's one idea you have to know, which is very important. But that idea is the concept of a backup plan. The Russian decided, it, since man has free will, man can do what? Subvert God's will. Means if everybody sins 24-7, that God has no choice but to destroy the world. Mm -hmm. And God's will is that there should be an Ulam Habo, a future world, right? A future world with people in it. So it's possible for man to frustrate the will of the Mershla. You see? It's in Russian power when you think about it. What? The power of Bahir is in it's Western also, power. Yeah. But the Russian decided before creation that he's going to give a backup plan, guaranteeing man is an Ulam Habo. It guarantees there will be an Ulam Habo. It guarantees that mankind will be in it. <coughs> and that guarantee is called Anhogas Ayichud. That's what the Ramachal calls it. It's called Anhogas Ayichud. Uh, it's the actions that, that of the one who's above justice. Because uh -huh. backup plan is not part of justice. That's the backup plan? Anhogas Ayichud is the backup plan? Correct. Exactly. Now that was instituted at the beginning of creation. But who did it protect? Who did it guarantee? It guaranteed mankind, mankind, anybody. It didn't fall on anybody, you see. Okay, very important concept. So when Adam sinned, he really should have been destroyed because he broke it. But God guaranteed, right? So Adam survived in that sense, and then mankind continued. Finally, you got to um, Avram Avinu, 
and he said to Avraham Avinu, okay, I'm taking away the ability to do Tikkun, and I'm going to give it only to Avraham Avinu. So the job of Tikkun became a Jewish enterprise. But I got that. What happened? But Avraham Avinu was very, very bright. He says, wait a minute. You want to give me the Tikkun, you already gave the Tikkun to mankind, and they didn't do it, you, you wiped them out. No, you want to give it to me, fine. You want to give it to my descendants, great. But if they sin, you're going to wipe them out too. Because the Anhogas does not guarantee any specific nation. It just guarantees mankind has to exist. Mm -hmm. So Goshim said, okay, I will accede to your request. So Goshim said, I guarantee that the Jews will exist <coughs> and survive and be in Ulam Habo. That's why, and how does it, what's the guarantee? Is this Surah, suffering. That's why the Goshim went through the pieces. If you remember the Brisbane Absalom, he went through as a flame fire, which is the mitzvah, and as a as a as a uh, smoking furnace, which Rashi says Gehenna means either way I have to relate to the Jews, uh -huh. the mitzvah as a fire, Shvina, or the Jews as a furnace means Gehenna. I guarantee their existence. Even as what Avraham Avinu did was astounding. That's. Does he guarantee the existence of the Jews through Anhogasayichu? It's no longer a mankind, it's on the Jewish nation. Wow. Right? Ad Masa. Oh. <laughs> now we get to, right? Very important concept. Because, anyway, then came Torah, the sin of the golden calf. What happened? Bad news. God said, I'll destroy them. But wait a minute. Okay. You can't destroy them. You just said that you guarantee the existence of the Jews. How do you destroy them? And the answer is, because the Bonshem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, I will make you a great nation. Which means, forget about the others. And Avram Yitzhak Yaakov, the uh, descendants of that. You will become an of, and through you will come Christ. So the Bonshem has an out. Also, Moshe was a descendant of the Avram. No, no, of course. You know, but now yeah. he can wipe out Kai Israel and keep Moshe Rabbeinu. Because Moshe Rabbeinu will now become the uh, of yeah. and have Kai Israel. Yeah, well, what happened to the agreement with the Romans? It was, no, it's a day. She's also the same, that's the answer. Well, it was superseded by the... No, 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 but the... as long as there's one Jew left, then everything's oh, okay. He's the same, the Yeah, so exactly, sure, yeah. So as long as there's one Jew, no problem, right? So therefore, um, well, what did my show better said? Oh, no. Mecheni no mesifcho. Wipe me out, erase me from your Torah. When we raise with the Torah, that means Moshe Rabbeinu said, I do not accept. I do not accept that the Jewish nation should come out through me. Got it? So what was God going to do? He's got stuck. You know, if, if they won't come through Moshe, then that's it. He can't destroy the Jews. And that's why the Moshe says the famous words that we say in Yom Kippur, Kidvorecha. Based on your words, I have to forgive them. Because if you don't accept the Hanukkah Sayyichot, right, then I have no choice. I got to keep the Jews surviving. Why? Because he was a Jew. Yeah. Because. Well, Rabbi says, listen, I can destroy the Jews as long as there's one Jew left. And from him, I can rebuild Kai Israel. But Moshe Rabbeinu said, no. Right? So Rabbi said, Solach the Kedvarecho. Based on what you said, therefore Solach, they have to forget all the Jews. We talk about a lawyer, and, hmm. but, but you know, in order to be that kind of lawyer, you have to know what's going on. The contract, yeah. you have to know all that stuff. You know, you have to know what to argue. You know, so that was it. 
So that was the first 40 days. He went up the first 40 days, and he gave the, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu gave the, I said, no. And the Moshe said, okay, I forgive the Jews. Yeah, you forgive the Jews is one thing. But who says he's going to reinstate them? I'll forgive them. Ah, okay. You know? Okay, I won't won't destroy them. You know? But still, you know, eventually what's going to happen? You know, you'll, you'll have kids, and eventually there will be Jews from you, Moshe, you know, and of course Moshe, you know, you know. So Moshe Rabbeinu went up the second day, the second time, he went up three times. Between Shiva Sabatamas and Meshchodesh Elo. That's his first time. Three times 40, 120 days, came down, right? First time he went up on Zion Sivan, above Sivan, to receive the Torah. Then he came down Shiva Sabatamas, which was the Cheto Egel, right? Then he went back from Shiva Sabatamas until Elo. Theory asked Moshe to reinstate the agreement. And that was the Torah? To reinstate the contract, you know. Is that the Torah? He to be on Well, that on Hogasaikiko should protect them, everybody again, and we, they should be back in the agreement with Tikkun. So what would be the time before that? What? So what's the Torah that means that they come back? I won't destroy them. No. So why would you leave them? It's because, okay, I'll spare their lives. Between me and them, it's over. It's a will that they went come fr- from. Moshe went Moshe further. Rabbeinu, he said, no, that's not good. Well, it, what he did, he said, no, don't kill them and leave me alone. Uh, and I'm the only survivor. So Moshe, okay, they'll survive, but I'll still do the agreement with you. I'll still work it through you. You know what I'm saying? But they, I won't kill them. And the agreement is the Torah? Well, the agreement is, is to the, the Torah. The Torah. That's yeah. the way you do the Tikkun. Uh-huh. So Moshe Abeno, right? So he yeah. went up the second time and he prayed. And Moshe said, okay, I, I reinstate the contract. It's interesting. Uh-huh. But Moshe Rabbeinu was very, very smart. He said, okay, what does a guy do if he puts his money in stocks and it went down? So they take some of the money and put it in another stock, hedges bets. So he said, Moshe was afraid. Moshe would say, okay, I'll let Kai do the tikkun, but I'm going to give it to another nation also in case. Ah, the, that's, that's the Sipur with all that. What? Moshe Rabbeinu and Faisal. Yeah. People. So what Moshe Rabbeinu did on the third time up, he prayed that Moshe should not give it to anybody else. And if you look, Rashi says, he asked Moshe that Moshe should not give a Shechina to any other nation. That means to Israel, and that's it. So Moshe was masking on the Kippur. So what, the, what he did was incredible Zach. See. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's what Moshe Rabbeinu did. Until then, the Anhogazihut was what? On all mankind, by Adam Rishon. Avraham Avinu took away from all mankind and did it on the Jewish people, right? But which Jewish people? The, the descendants of Avraham Yitzhak and Yaakov, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. right? Not the Shabbat. And Moshe, and the Moshe was going to wipe out the descendants of Avraham Yitzhak and just keep with Moshe Rabbeinu. And now he placed the entire thing back on a back on back on a people. Yeah. Yeah. That means all Jews are now reinstated, and the Anogasiyichad goes into that nation. And that's what Avraham Avinu he made sure that it was through the Jewish people. That's what again. he did. It, yeah. But then the Russian took it away because of Chet yeah. Yeah. and he restored it. So it comes out that, and that's why the Anonim came back. The clouds came back on the fifteenth day of Tishrei after Yom Kippur, and that signified that the clouds, which is the Anubis Ayyichot, is now on all Jews again. That's right. So therefore, what happened was, is the reinstatement of the original contract, totally and permanently, that this is what Sukkot is. 
Sukkot is really an incredible simcha. Why? Because the Russian reinstated the contract. That's why simcha is such an incredible mitzvah on Sukkot. Where's the simon for that? <coughs> a contract is always two sides, right? Mm -hmm. Agreement always has two sides. So which mitzvah is the sign of that holy sehichut, the guarantee backup? Tzach. Tzach. That's why we're in a sukkah. The uh -huh. sukkah means that the Russian will protect us and we're out of the house. It's no matter where we go, any temporary abode, doesn't make a difference. The sukkah is the symbol of what? Of the Anhogasihad on all the Jews. See, and now and, and we, we recognize that because what, what what's unique about sukkahs? Bishano, <coughs> save us, Mancha Borenu, right? That's Anhogasihad. That's why we see the Oshano. See? So the sukkah is the sign that the Anhogasihad is restored to Khanzrah. You see? Wow. And that's why the Gamapir Sukkah, Sukkah besides being 91, is 91, is Gamapir UK, Vovk, and Adni. Right? It's a Gamapir of both Adni, Ado, and UK, Vovk uh -huh. to indicate that the UK, Vovk, which is always Rachman, is now back on Kaiser, that they are guaranteed. You know, either the way you write it or the way you sound it. Either way, Kaiser is back into the guarantee. Which means that every Jew is guaranteed to be an Oyun Papa. By hook or by crook, as they say. <laughs> Either you do the mitzvahs, you do tshuva, or you have yisurim. That's why that's what suffering is all about. Every single Jew will Papa. come up by Tchias Mason, every single Jew? But yes. Even even Rishwain? Everybody. Yeah. Because they will have to be in his galgal mm. and suffer greatly. Mm. And that Yisurim will remove and get them for Oyun Papa. You see? Any case, so that's his part. Wait, that's his part. Where's our part? And we'll do the mitzvahs, right? That's the albuminum. That's what we do. We have a lulav, esrog, adasim, and arobas, right? If you notice, the gematria of esrog is six ten, and when you add the three minim, arobas, shishanas, shishanas, the arobas and the adasim and the what do you call it? The lulav. You add three to six ten is six thirteen. So we hold that, those objects, that's which the, is represents uh, the Tariyad Mitzvahs, correct? That's the contract. That's the contract, and we wave it where? We don't just wave it. We wave it to all the sides, means wherever you take us, we will observe the Mitzvahs. No. See, that's why I'm saying, you know, up, down, side, back, front, back, doesn't make yeah. a difference. We will observe the Mitzvahs, right? And wh when do we do that? In Hallel. In Hallel is the Mitzvah. We praise you. Ultimately, it's how we praise you, the version. That's the Amira. That you it's say. the Amira, yeah. while we move it around, that's our side of the agreement. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. See, that's why you have the two fundamental mitzvahs. Our side, Always. and his side. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Wait a minute, that's our signature. Words, what we say is we will do the mitzvahs no matter where you take us. Right? Right? And Hoshano, we recognize that you restored the guarantee back on us. And therefore, we build the sukkah to indicate that the Bonshim has done that. Yes? Yeah, but this is our contribution. Right? That's our signature. Where's his? Where's the Bonshim? No, it's not the sukkah. That's our belief. That's our understanding of what the, what the contract says. Right? But our signature is the, the rule of an esrit. Where's his signature? And the answer is... No. No, Nisach represents the Ruch HaKodesh 
that Kais will receive yeah. this is all part ah, of the agreement. Okay, yeah, you see? Yeah. And, and then the iron after that is yeah. like the You know where his signature is? Shmini Atzeres. Shmini Atzeres is not Sukkot. You ever notice? You have to say Shechiyon all over again. Yeah. Why? I mean, how did that get added on to Sukkot? Shmini Atzeres is a holiday by itself. Is it not? You don't, you have to say Shechiyon. The last days of Pesach, you don't because the last days of Pesach is still Pesach. But Shmini Atzeres is what? Hagla Hashem. It's Hagla Hashem, right? Yeah. What does that mean? And there's no mitzvah. That's what it means. There's no mitzvah at all. You ever wonder why? What is it? We all got tired of the sukkah and the, you know, <laughs> you know, we need a break? No, because that Shmina Tzeres is his signature. You see, that's the eighth day. And Olam Haba begins on the eighth day, 8,000 years. Uh-huh. You see, that's why it's eight. 8,000 years begins the beginning of Olam Haba. That's his signature. So when you look at Sukkot, right, with Shmina Tzeres, it's the total reinstatement of the contract. You see? And that's why there's such unbelievable simcha. You see? Yeah. It's basically the whole thing. Amazing. Just go back. Yes, yeah, sure. 7,000 is Mashiach, 8,000 is Olam no. Haba. 200 years, Kriya Samesa. First 6,000 years is the Tikkun. But the last period of the 6,000 is Imois Mashiach, when the Tikkun is complete. You know? Mm-hmm. Messianic era is a very interesting time period. It's not Olam Habo, right? And everybody's still physical. But the Bosham, it's the last physical time in the physical universe where the amount of Ha'oro is going to be beyond belief. And that goes for a thousand years? No, that goes until 6,000. That means Mishnah is before 6,000, which we're, 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 we're 5,777. So then what's between 6,000 and 8,000? Oh, wait, wait. Okay. Now from 6, the world is destroyed. The world ends in the year 6000, which is the English year 2240. The world is destroyed, and what happens then is that uh, the all, all <coughs> is lifted off the physical universe, right? And the um, for 1,000 years, the world is desolate, which means the entire universe is desolate. Then beginning of the 8,000th year, the world the, the, the <coughs> now begins to become repaired. And then it takes 2,000 years, and the beginning of the ninth, the ten thousandth year, which is nine thousand and one, Ilum Haba begins forever. There's a reason Kabbalistically, because there's four levels. There's Asiya, there's Atzilus, Bria, Yitzira, and Atzilus. So the first uh, Asiya represents the six thousand. Then the world is transformed into Yitzira, the seven thousandth year. Then the world is transferred into Bria. See, it reverses. And that becomes a reality. And, that's right. yeah. and then the world is transferred into Atzilus. And then in the 9,000 year, it goes from Atsilis to what's called Odom Kadmon, which is Olam Habo. So that's why it has to be, it regresses slowly back into its original Olam Habo. And that's when it becomes the Mitzvah. Uh, uh, that Olam Habo is forever. Yeah. So there's nobody, anyway, that's a there's nobody in Olam Habo now. <laughs> what? There's no one in Olam Habo now. There's no one in no, Olam Habo. You know where Olam Habo is? It's now, right now. This is Olam Habo. Yeah. yeah. But it's, Olam Haba has been transformed into Olam Hazer. The job of the do is Zikoch, is we have to dematerialize this world, you see? And that takes 3,000 years. So we dematerialize this world from Asiya into Yetzirah, which was the world of Adam Harishim. Then we dematerialize the world of Yetzirah into Bria. Then we dematerialize, because 
But from Yitzir and on, it's all Ruchni. But the Ruchni is much worse. As you go up, it becomes more and more spiritual. And finally, we dematerialize Bria into Atsilis. And that's, without getting into that, and that's the last of the worlds of Olam Hazeh, even Atsilis. And then we dematerialize Atsilis into what's called Odom Kadmon, primordial man, which is Olam Hapo. Where does Tahiyas and Mason play? Because we have bodies. There. What was that? Where is Tahiyas and Mason? Tahiyas takes place right after Mashiach comes. Mashiach and David. So, where, where are all the righteous souls now? Like of Tzadik? Ganeid. You mean Ganeid? Ganeid is a holding place. It's a buffer. It's a holding place. It's a holding place. Why? Because really the Bershom wants everybody to have his body back. But what happens is as you dematerialize the universe, you dematerialize your physical body. Yeah. It gets clearer and clearer until it resembles just a complete, transparent, thin form around the Neshama. Yeah. Everybody will have that type of body, which is completely Ruchni, but it's not the Neshama in Oilem Hapo. So this is basically, a, a, you know, a, what's going to happen. So, Chagsim Chagtenu, because we are you know, reinstating our, our agreement uh, that we're yeah. part of the eternal people, which is yeah. promised to the Avot. Correct. Well, well, yeah, yeah. So that's what Yeni Sukkis is all about, you see? It's a whole different yontif. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's too bad that most people are not aware. They have no idea what So they think packets because of the anonym, but that the clouds, <laughs> and because of the huts that they built in Midbar. Why would we make a holiday for that? What's significant about that? Because that represents the anonymous you know, the protection that the Bunch gives Israel, which was removed, reinstated, and now we're back in business. So even then, it wasn't just a hut for them. It was what you're explaining now. That yeah, it was of course, the, yeah. That they, they were they aware. Gone they wild. were there. They knew. They understood. I mean, and, and, and you know, and Tishrei, that's what Tishrei, they must have gone wild because first of all, they yeah. weren't destroyed. They yeah. were back in the agreement, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And so on. But it was incredible that they were the only ones that had the agreement. They didn't give it with any other nation. Yeah. He stuck with the Jews. It's a guarantee for every single year. Every single year. Isn't that incredible? And that's one of the reasons why in Roshana, uh, you ever notice Rosh Hashanah doesn't make any sense? Why? Rosh Hashanah is a Yom Tov, a holiday. If a man is being judged to live or die, you think he's going to go and put out his best food and start celebrating? It's completely contrary to what's happening. Do you ever notice? Here come the judge. <laughs> yeah, but imagine a guy's got to go to court if he's going to live or die, right? So they adjourn, you know, for that a couple of hours. He goes home and he puts out his greatest, his best food, and he makes kiddush. He's got it's a whole simple. He's got family over. Excuse me, this kind of behavior is completely incompatible with the fact that you are now on trial of your life. You ever notice there's something wrong here? Mm-hmm. The answer is because we know we're guaranteed anyway. You see, mm-hmm. so we know we'll work out the then. Of course, we're nervous because guarantee means you can be guaranteed with a lot of yisurin. Yeah. A lot of suffering, you know, because you didn't do the mitzvahs. But in the end, we'll, we'll be in Oedem Habo, right? That's why the Jews can celebrate even though they're being judged. It's like they rigged the jury. You know what I'm saying? Like, rigged the jury, you know? They paid everybody off and they know. It's still nervous because you're in a court of law and there are yeah. all kind of reporters there, you know. You're still nervous. But in the end, we know we rigged the jury. And that's the whole concept. That's what the medrash means, you know? When you see that the Jews going out with the Zulu of an Esri, you know they want a Mishpat. They want. You see? Why? You see? Because of the guarantee. Guarantee was everything. 
Listen, that's why the Jews cannot be destroyed. It's impossible. Nobody understands. One of the greatest proofs. Uh, who was the one who held that? That was the main proof that the Jews are eternal. In, uh, in the many famous statements. Tolstoy said that. Uh, Mark, Mark Twain came in a famous statement. Yeah. You know, he doesn't understand how do the Jews still exist. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're nobody in number. The Jews are less than one quarter of one percent of the world's population. Yet they never, not only they never, they don't cease to exist. One third of all Nobel laureates are Jews. But you said could one less one quarter of one percent of the world's population, one third are Jew of the Nobel Prize is Jews. It's unheard of. We just got another. That's why everybody knows. What? Who did they? Dylan got Dylan. Dylan. Bob Dylan for the for for literature. Bob Dylan? Yes. Put that in with Trump and all. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, no, sure. sure. He got the Nobel Prize yeah. for literature. Which one? For his literature. literature. Oh, his music. For, no, for his poetry of his music. His literature. His literature. Nobel Prize for literature. literature. And you know what? He didn't answer the call. He did not answer the call. So he did he go to the ceremony? We don't know yet. He's not, he's not paying any attention to it. Why? He's probably embarrassed to stand up there with Hussein and Obama and, and, Obama, Obama got and Yasser it. Arafat. They also got the Nobel Prize. He's celebrating so the second game right now. He doesn't want to pick up the song. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Down the cost Bob Dylan, wow. Yeah. It was, you know, the, the prize of million dollars. You know oh, no. Oh, it's not the prize. It's the <laughs> money. <laughs> he doesn't need the money. You know? What? Maybe I he know, doesn't he need the money. He's about true. Yeah. Maybe he still is. Is he? I don't know. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Anyway. That's the premise of Sukkot. Have I got that? There's a lot more, but yeah. I hear you the gist, you know? Well, yeah. Well, it's, a, it's amazing how people on the Sameach, you know, the Simcha, they have no idea what the Simcha is. I mean, because it says, that's true. Ach Sameach. Ach Sameach, you know? And so on. They have no idea what it really is. It's, it, I, I hold it's terrible. That a Jew does not know what is in the Torah about, you know, and the problem, and the reason for that is because they don't learn Ashkafa. They don't learn Ashkafa. So how would they know anything about their religion? You know, a Jew knows very little about his religion. Yeah. Very little. It's astounding how much they know about really, you know, what what all the Torah are. <clears throat> the whole concept of a, a agreement with the Bansham, that it was Adam was Israel, you see, and so on. You know, yeah. I always joke around when I say that. Uh, um, you know, every Jewish holiday is based on an event. Mm -hmm. Yes? Based on Yitzhak time. Everyone. What's Rosh Hashanah based on? Interesting. Even Yom Kippur is based on the event of Moshe coming back. Right? Uh -huh. What's Rosh Hashanah based on? Yeah, what well, was born. Uh, that's uh, not an event for uh, us. That's mankind. Uh, Ozum Rishon was born. What? Ozum Rishon was born. Yeah, so what? He's not Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. That's that's, wow. a good riot. That's a good riot. Oh, because riot. all the Mauritian, you know why? Because Russian is an Israeli holiday. It's an Israeli holiday. Uh, <laughs> because all the Mauritian was Israel, right? But my yeah. told you, wasn't Jewish because in the beginning it wasn't intended just to give the Jews. He was an Israeli. So Russian is an Israeli holiday. And the whole world is Israeli. <laughs> Everybody laughs when I say that. But they don't stand that, you know, that it's, 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 he was Israel. So it's an Israeli holiday. It's not a Jewish holiday, it's Israeli. Anyway, it's cute. Uh, okay.